Hey everybody, I have an announcement to make. We're expecting. <laughs> I just saw on Facebook that Simone Turkington is growing a tiny little song in her belly. And I wanted to say congratulations. Teeny episode 77. On today's show, Steffi returns with the results of her big test. Simone discusses her great inventions, and everybody gets giddy talking about their depression. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury, with some major news right now. Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong, 20 weeks pregnant. It is. So, yes, listener, for those of you who uh, did not see on Facebook, uh, I am expecting a baby. It's a boy. The last few episodes, you may have heard me ask questions like, you know, so if I ever have kids or when I ever have kids. But, yeah, in the last... uh, Gosh, I guess in the last six, four months, any anything like that has been knowing that I'm going to have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to wait until everything was, you know, seemingly safe and above board. And yes, everything's great. So, yeah. Yay! So, yes, there it is, listener. So, when are um, you due? I'm due May 30th. So, okay. um, yeah. So, I, um, so, you're due around the same time as um, William and Kate. <laughs> See, when we talked about that on the podcast, I was like wanting to talk about how I have about six weeks where my baby can be the star before the royal baby comes and overshadows my baby. So, yeah. It's so well. (laughs) I remember Deborah Messing's baby overshadowed one of my babies. Deborah Messing's baby? (laughs) That's really depressing. You must have had a lame baby for Deborah Messing's baby to overshadow your baby. You'll notice. (laughs) You you will know everyone who is famous who's pregnant the same time you are, and like you'll just like really be tuned into that sort of thing. I was at least. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. So there you have it, listener. I hope. Like, I wonder if we'll lose like a, a. large portion of our listenership if we talk about baby and pregnancy too much like at least there was a balance before you had kids and I didn't so I was I was on their side now I've gone over to the dark side (laughs) (laughs) yes I don't know I'm sure we'll hear from the listeners if we displease them too much but yeah so I mean I'm still really like obnoxious about it and stuff you know there was like a period where uh, you know if I was mildly uncomfortable I'd call it the dumb baby so you know (laughs) (laughs) the I'm still me, just with a baby inside. And yeah, as the l- a lovely listener who called to congratulate said, um, yes, I have a dong in my belly. And Greg's such a joke. He kept like, he, before we knew it was a boy, he said, he's like, you have a penis. How does it feel to have a penis? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't even know if I have one. <laughs> I wish I knew, actually. Yeah. So I do have a penis. And uh, I quite like it. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> I have my own dong. This is so you went to a baby time. expo yesterday that you were texting me about. Yes, yes. So I, I went to this baby expo. And because uh, I don't know anything about any of this shit. I've still never even changed a diaper for fuck's sake. So, That's fine. Yeah. So 
I don't know. I, I wonder if I'll change a real one before before uh, the big day comes. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was like, I don't, I'm still learning about all these fucking strollers and shit. So I thought, oh good, this will be a good way to like see all these different types and figure it out. And but anyway, it was kind of lame. So um, but what they did have there. So remember, listener, this is in Los Angeles. They had. <laughs> Uh, they had one booth of like getting like headshots and things for your kids. It was a kids and baby expo, not just for babies. So anyway, so it was like this this whole thing set up to like get you know get headshots and things for your kids. And then this other booth had a uh, had a red carpet set up and like a wall like with oh. all these logos on it, so you could get your kid to like walk the red carpet. And there was a guy at the what? end with a little camera to interview oh them and like make them feel like celebrities. And I'm like, you're just setting these kids up for fucking oh. failure and disappointment. That's terrible so bad and uh, my friends i was with the um cob said um he said that's it we're moving back east like (laughs) hated it so much so yeah but i just you know i don't feel like that's like around me all the time like that's but that's it is there you know just the desire to to get the child into show business it's obviously stuff like that ready to take your money uh if need be so anyway (laughs) that was a it was very disturbing. Red carpet. Oh so, my god. Yeah, and it's like you know, yeah, it was gross. But I just, I almost wanted to like yell at them. Just like you people make me sick. But I, 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 didn't, I didn't. But um, and I'm a good amount of pregnant that I could like, like if I wanted somebody to bother me with like and tell me about their product, I could just poke my belly out more. But if I yeah. just wanted them to leave me alone, I'd suck it in. So <laughs> I didn't look pregnant. <laughs> Oh, but the DeLorean like the, the was there. The being done indicator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is but, that, um, what, what is that actually called? I could just call it the turkey being done indicator. So <laughs> I dumb. think it's called a thermometer. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> do tofurkeys have those? Um, do what? Tofurkeys? Do those? I don't know. Do Greg always prepares this. I don't think so. He just puts it in for the time it says on the box. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I think ours just need to be warmed, not done. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But, could um, be like a fun effect though pop yes it would um, so the other good thing about the baby expo was that the DeLorean was there well I don't think it was the oh. DeLorean because well it said it was used on the movie right so I was like cool yeah. and I had my friend take my picture and I was standing to my side it's like yay it's the baby's first picture with a DeLorean because mother will take it every time there's a DeLorean around <laughs> It's oh, like, I was like, how so old does awesome. my baby have to be before I can show up back to the future? But um, anyway, and, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking looking around the car. No fucking DeLorean can fool me, okay? I uh-huh. When I was uh, 11 years old, my dad took me a mo- to a mall in the suburbs of Melbourne to see a DeLorean. And Ooh. I was looking at it, and I and I whispered to him, like, I don't think it's real. Because they were claiming it was used in the movie. I'm like, I don't think it's real. And he told the man, and then I was embarrassed, but I didn't say why. Aww. But the flux capacitor looked not right. The the, not right. the time circuits weren't in the three different colors. <laughs> it was all in one color. And the Mr. Fusion on the back was just like one piece, one solid piece. It didn't have the window. It didn't say Mr. Fusion on it. It was just like a fiberglass piece in that shape. I'm like, this is bullshit. Mm. So wow. anyway, I wish so, you'd said all this, like a little girl saying, oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I know, wouldn't it? I'd have been such a hero, a little, yeah, 11-year-old, like telling this guy, nah. Anyway, so this one looked so authentic, I was almost believing it. But then the flux capacitor, like the light, it had these little small LED lights behind it to light it up, even though it had the tubes. I was like, well, that's a bit dodgy. Then there was a fucking CD player in it. There was no CD player in the fucking DeLorean. 
think you are. I know. Good God. But just that they I actually had a that. thing that said it was from the it had been screen used. It's like bullshit. So that was that fascist was liars. Yeah, total total liars. But anyway, <laughs> in the area, so I, this was at the Pasadena Convention Center, which it so happened, which I I knew I had going in, and I decided to scope it out. Was the same location for the Danny K Film Festival that I spoke about last week. <laughs> And so the friend that I went to the I went to the baby and kid expo with, um, she was the one who was also into Danny Kay. So I'm like, do you want to go like check it out and see what's happening? So we go down there. We go and find it. It's in another whole building, but it's part of the whole complex. And I said, oh yeah, we were just at the at the other thing, and we saw that this Danny Kay thing was on. We really love Danny Kay. Uh, do you uh, are you selling any individual tickets? And she looks and she oh. goes, no, no, it's fifty dollars, but you get five films. And I was like, oh okay, yeah, it's a bit much. I don't think we can afford it. And then. Um, and she's like, and some of the money will go to UNICEF, like just really, again, like I said before, just trying to like really sell it. And then Jen said, uh, has the turnout been good? And she's like, you know, I think we just didn't get the message out. And she just seemed really defeated. Oh. It's like, no, the yeah, message was, was out. Message. I heard it and it was too expensive. Oh. $50 was the reduced price. They wanted $99 for that first day to show VHS film. To show VHS on a screen, on a folding In a convention chair. city, exactly. Oh we just God. didn't get the word out. Yeah, I so wanted to just open the door and like look in and see how many people had paid, but I, I didn't, you know. I just didn't want to burst in there. But yeah, God, I was dying to know. Because I mean, that's a $50 event. You probably would have fucking pinned me to the ground. Said, oh, you owe me $50 because you opened that door. So I didn't want to. Oh my gosh. You're crazy. I love it. I just, I just think that's so hilarious. It's, yeah. it's like totally waiting for Guffman kind of mentality. Yes. Like, sure, we'll have a draw. Yeah, $99? Of course people will pay money for that for a VHS Danny K film festival in 2013. Yes! Sure! Oh, man. So sad. We must have been the, Jen and I must have been the only people under 50 that expressed any interest. I was going to say, like, <laughs> everyone must have been really old, and she must have been shocked that these people who didn't appear to be even 30 are, like, asking about the Danny K film festival. <sighs> Well, anyway, so I'm glad I got some follow-up on that. <laughs> but anyway, now, now on to some sadder news. Um, Sad we talked news. about your test, was it last week or the week before? Yes, my test last week that, well, we talked about last week. I took it two weeks ago, and I got the results, and it says, Dear Stephanie, thank you for taking the test. You are a valued member of our organization. Your test results are failed. <laughs> but I missed it by 2%. No. If I had just gotten probably like one answer different, then it would have, I would have fucking passed it. So I have to go through that all over again. Might not pass it again. And I have been just despondent this last week. And David goes, this test is your, is your Moby Dick. This test is like your white whale. <laughs> You can't, you can't, you keep chasing him. I'm like, yes, it's been like almost 20 years since I graduated college. Okay, not 20 years, but um, a good 15. And I've been trying to pass this test the whole time, so. How many times have you taken it? I think like four. Uh-huh. And I wish it was a normal test where it, you know, like it, 
wasn't so involved. It feels like taking your medical exam boards or something like that because, right. um, you know, it's so long and I know it's only multiple choice, but, and it's expensive. So it's like extra insulting to not pass it, but. How much does it cost? Um, $280. Do you have to pay so, or does your company pay? Well, they paid the first time. Then they're oh, like, right. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to be suckers anymore. And how did this go down with your, with your, uh, your boss? Um, I didn't, I haven't told my boss yet, but I told my lead. Oh. I told my, I told my regular boss. I didn't tell my grand boss. And, right. um, my boss was so nice. And she's like, those fuckers, Jesus, God. And so <laughs> <laughs> she said the exact right thing. <laughs> and then Carrie goes, fuck that stupid test and it's stupid ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm a bad test taker anyway. Yeah, I've never tested well in general, so well, on absolutely anything. How long do you have to wait till you can take the the test um, again? I think it's gonna have to be. I think they make you wait like three months. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So. So I'm I have to buy you letter. one of those beer hats that you can put your coffee. I in need a beer. Next time. <laughs> you want plenty of time to buy me a beer I hat promised. and maybe a, a Camelback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can wear in there. <laughs> Just set me up on a drip. I can yeah. say it's dialysis. <laughs> anyway. Oh, speaking of that, like, I was walking um, to the bus the other night. Well, I say night. And, you know, I get out of work, like, at five. And it's already, like, the sun is totally setting. And so I'm walking past this guy who's right outside the hospital. And he's wearing Crocs and scrubs. And he has, like, a big bag of urine hanging on his ivy thing and he's smoking a cigarette out on the car <laughs> out on the curb and he goes what's up to me <laughs> i'm like how you do it it's oh. <laughs> so awesome like i can see your urine like, hanging from a clear bag right there i love that you just like kind of gave me the little upward chin jut with the urine visible <laughs> oh that was great <clears throat> but yes um, so, you were saying that you have an invention that you I, came up with this week. I've had, I'd say probably I've had a number of inventions over the I think everybody has inventions. Do you have inventions? Like I feel like the, I do. Yeah, I think I everybody has inventions. a lot inventions. of stuff. Yeah, well, people <laughs> think of things that they want to work for them in a certain situation. And they, yeah. like, they would be great if there was this thing. And they just kind of say it to whoever is nearby. And, uh, you know, and that's sort of the end of it, you know. But, um... <laughs> Um, but I had a friend who, yeah, she used to really obsess over her ideas, but she never did anything with them. But she was, she kind of took her ideas seriously. And I, I, I have a little bit. But um, so, well, I have two inventions that I'm talking about today. And one mm -hmm. of them is the, um, uh, it's not just the inventions, but the, the, the follow-up to the invention, um, which makes it a little more interesting than just the thought. So, gosh, this must have been about 15 years ago. And I came up with an idea because I'm afraid of spiders. So mm -hmm. um, in Australia, like we Ron have these, Weasley, like Ron Weasley, I'm just like Ron Weasley with the spiders. And so I had this idea because um, Australia, we ha in Australia, we have these spiders called huntsmen, and they're kind of what? You know, huntsmen? Uh, huntsmen spiders. They're harmless. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, well, when you see that them, they're like even axe more murderer spiders. Yeah, or something. they're horrible. They're totally harmless, <coughs> but they, they're hideous. They're probably oh, are they furry? Yes, they've got like thick bodies and oh. long legs. So when they spread out, 
the, their bodies are only probably maybe about a half inch uh, tall, but when they're spread out, the they're probably part. about five inches spread out, you know, and they've got thick, long, hairy legs, and they're ugly, and they're all over the place in Australia. Like, come summertime, they're all trying to cool off, so they go into the house. It's <gasps> horrifying. Yes. So I you had them. to like constantly live in fear of running into one of these. Yes, but one time, and I had a bunk bed, and my sister and I had split room. Like I had the <laughs> top bunk, and she had the bottom bunk in her room. And I was just about mm-hmm. to turn my light out, and I see a fucking huntsman on one of my posters of Whitfield Crane from Ugly Kid Joe right above my head. He's just standing <laughs> on Whit's face. And I'm just like, <gasps> and because I'm in a bunk, I'm closer to it than if I had a normal bed. So right. I was just like, I was just like, <gasps> and so I jumped out of the bed and I jumped into bed with Bunyan and she was asleep already. I'm like, there's a spider in my bed. And she was just like, and she just accepted that I was in there with her in a single bed with her. And I'm like, probably, gosh, I'm like 16 at this point. I know this by having wit there because by the time I was 17, that all turned into faith no more. But um, anyway, that spot was taken up by Mike Patton. <laughs> you know what year yeah, it was, so it had, what to, been, that had to have been like 15 or 16. So uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, and then so the next day I sent her in because she wasn't as scared as me and she couldn't find it anywhere. That's the worst is when the spiders go missing. Yeah, so the spider was missing. It's like, where could it be? Because you want to know where it is, have it killed, have it removed, something. No, you don't know where it is. It could pop up anywhere. So, um, anyway, um, yeah. So uh, I sent her, and she couldn't find it. And so for like the next two or three weeks after that, I slept in my bed with my covers tucked on, like, because I had my kind of my comforter was like loose, just you know, and uh-huh. just sort of like be twisted up. It was I was never tucked in, but I tucked everything under my body around my feet. Like I was, I made my my comforter like a sleeping bag, so that it couldn't come up oh. and climb into the bed. But I had to keep my face out. But I was just terrified that it was going to come and get me in the night, you know. And a friend of mine yeah. had had one of them on her arm once, and I just ever since <gasps> I knew that like they actually will go onto people, I've just ah! so. So anyway, how big do they tend to be? How big? Like as big as your hand? No, no, no. As I said, they're probably about probably about five or six inches wide, spread out with their legs. Oh, okay. Spread oh, out. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Spread all the way out. Ah, so, um, still. Yeah, but they also they also big. bunch up into small balls too. Kind of. So oh. I'm gonna, we'll have to put a picture, even though I don't want to look at them. I will have to put a picture on the website so people can see. But anyway, oh. so going from this whole thing uh, and just other, you know, just general fear of the spiders, uh, I came up with an idea for an invention for like a clear plastic, like bowl kind of thing. And it mm-hmm. has a long stick. And it has to be very long because you don't want to go near the spider, you know. So it has to be at least six feet long, this pole. Which is mm. really the only purpose at six feet is just so you can stay far away from it because you're scared. Yeah. And it has to be clear because you need to know it's in there. You can't lose it because, again, yeah. that's what's scary, not knowing where it is. So it was. So I, did, I was working on I didn't know how to really make it work. But there would be like a knob or something on the end of the mm-hmm. pole that when you got it over the, over the spider, it would like close and then it would you would see that the spider was in there and you could take it outside and let it outside or whatever so I, I totally drew diagrams and everything and but you know I really thought this this could really work and I consulted with my other friend who was afraid of spiders and she said the pole has to be really long I'm like I already have a long pole don't worry like she was so <laughs> concerned about that and but yeah so just you know ran it by her and I was definitely on the same wavelength but nothing came of it then about three months later and not long enough time that somebody had bugged our house and and overheard and put it into production but there was like a it was like an Avon type catalog but just had like home 
products that used to come to uh -huh. our door, and the fucking thing was in there. A bug vacuum? No, just like a plastic, clear plastic bowl thing to catch a spider on a stick. Just like wow. I described, but the stick was it's only just a plain about. Bowl. Wow. It was kind of. I can't remember exactly what it looked, but it was. It was essentially the same exact idea that I had come up with. And um, someone else thought of the same thing. That's so yeah, weird. exactly. But the stick wasn't long enough. The stick was only about. A foot. <laughs> I'm not getting within a foot of that fucking thing. Seriously, so I, I didn't they can get jump. it. Yeah, so I didn't get it. But anyway, because the oh, pole wasn't long so enough. Funny. So anyway, so there was that invention that I had. That was that was invented uh, for reels and then this was probably about five five six years ago one night I was about to get into bed and I was really hungry and I really wanted french fries and so I thought <laughs> so I was thinking god I really want the french fries I just want to like just want to eat them and just just taste them but they're just so fattening I was like it would just be great if I could just eat them and you know and this is obviously the foundation of bulimia it's like I just want to eat it and <laughs> enjoy it but I you know I, I've never made myself throw up in my whole life so uh, I was just like oh it'd be just great if you could just swallow it and enjoy it and then it would be gone and then I came up with this idea which was like half based in my actual desire for this to exist but always knowing it was completely <laughs> stupid but anyway so the mm -hmm. idea was that you have a tube that comes out from your esophagus so um, so that like you have a little valve and it's like attached to your chest so you have this plastic valve on your chest and then you attach a tube to the, to this thing and then you empty it out into a bag so you switch it so okay I'm eating I'm eating garbage now so this is gonna go out into the bag right <laughs> but I've enjoyed eating it because I chewed it and tasted it and swallowed it and it, was, it was good so anyway and then and then when you're gonna eat something nutritious you switch it back and it goes to your stomach and you process it like normal like so, a railroad switching thing on exactly, the track exactly like a switch track <laughs> exactly right and I called it the trim tube and it was just this stupid idea and my friend um, JP was working on a on a web series um, and it was going to be called product talk it never ended up happening because the guy funding product it talk. didn't uh, it just kind of all fell apart but anyway so product talk was um, was going to be happening it was going to be like a like a like a new product show with like dumb products so I told him my idea I was like oh this would be perfect for product talk it's so stupid right he was like yeah that's great <laughs> write it up and we'll film it and shoot it and you can be in it and I was like great so I wrote up this whole little script really? for it yeah yeah so this was all gonna happen but it never ended up happening because we, we never it never the whole project kind of didn't happen so anyway fast forward to last <sighs> week <laughs> And, uh, oh, uh, yes. yes, somebody posted on Facebook, there is a product called the A-Tube, not the trim tube, the A-Tube, and this is real, and they put, it's not, it's not in your chest, like I had it, it's in your side, in your abdomen, so the tube oh. goes in from your abdomen into your stomach, and you, there's a wow. valve, just like I said, a fucking valve, and it takes like 30% of the food out it's fucking wow. real but it was like, a dumb they, idea well, I wonder what the A stands for because like where I work there's a lot of people who come in with G tubes like it's a, a gastrostomy tube or you know gastric whatever some sort of tube I wonder why it's called A like anorexia tube A tube no, I like, think the company is called Aspire Assist so. <laughs> that's so wrong like to to circumvent it like from straight from your stomach like that just seems a little bit wrong yeah and wow. there's a video showing you how they put it in so they put like an endoscope down your throat 
And then in the side, they go in through the side and into your stomach, right where the endoscope is. And then they, they push this little piece of string through. And then they catch wow. it with the end of the endoscope and pull the string out through your mouth. So now there's a string going through your mouth, through the, uh, comes out through your stomach and out your abdomen. Then they attach the tube and put that down your throat and then pull it through down your esophagus through your stomach and it comes out your side and then and so then the little end of it's just going to be sitting in your stomach then they clip it really close to the skin and then they attach the valve this is real this is Holy real God. what is the matter with our culture that this is acceptable like this is like preferable to going to the gym and running for an hour like what is the matter with you people so those are my inventions and yeah i like your inventions i'm just like surprised about the a2 actually coming to fruition i didn't mean for that to be serious you know we have a bug in my house that night (laughs) oh my word so anyway so those are my inventions i cannot wait to google this a2 no, I will put it on the Holy website. Holy God! Don't worry. There's a there's a video showing that whole like a like an animated uh, 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 image of showing that whole process I just explained oh. with uh, installing the tube. So I can't believe it's real. What is the matter with you people? Like the risk for infection, <laughs> the example you set for your offspring. <laughs> Come on. <sighs> hot dog. Oh, I shouldn't say hot dog. That's part of the problem. <laughs> When we first made friends, I remember that we would say we would say hot dog or, or just stuff like that to each other, like, um, and then we'd always we'd qualify it with sorry. Sometimes I like to say dorky old man things, and, and the you know whoever said it first, the other one was like me too, and and you had like um, you confessed that you like to like drink coke and then pound your chest with your fist and go that's the stuff, and I was like oh my god, I think I do that. Too. So anyway. And you also Hot like dog. that I, I open I open text messages and I just opened one today like that in fact with say, so today I said say uh, yeah, you will, you, will you be able to record today instead of tomorrow? <laughs> say I noticed that you did that I think that's so cute. Judah did that for a while when he was telling stories and David goes it's because SpongeBob does that and uh, so I started to pay attention and I'm like oh that makes sense but it's like the most adorable way to start a story. It is say. I didn't I didn't know SpongeBob said I don't know why I started doing it. But quite charming, isn't it? It's awesome. (sighs) Cool. Now, um, now we talked last week about your uh, Amazon review of the Mark Driscoll book. That was the the most the most useful review uh, on the the website. The most useful review, and also the the least useful review because it looks like as of now, like about four hundred people found it helpful, and four hundred or and one hundred and fifty did not. Oh, right, <laughs> Both right. of those are way more than any other review has gotten votes. But um, yeah, I've been tracking the comments on that review, and um, last had, week they were know, all really but, positive. When I looked at it last week, I was all like, "Yeah, yeah you and preach it, sister," kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's that's nice because a lot of it comes from people who have been in either at Mars Hill or at a similar church, and they're like, "Yeah, seriously, watch out for these types of people." And um, but there are people who are obviously in this church or a church like it and they are my detractors in this this comment thread and yesterday a guy wrote um you just i don't think he said something to the effect of maybe you don't like mark driscoll because he's more concerned with the bible than you are if you have a husband or boyfriend please give him my deep condolences (laughs) honey i just read this 
this review, so um, I guess I realized I should be really sorry for the way I've been behaving. And this gentleman wants yeah. me to give you his condolences. Sorry, honey. God, what does he think? <sighs> it's, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that as he read that review, he's like, first of all, I was wondering why he even thought I was straight. Like, don't I read like an angry lesbian to someone like that? And second of all, <laughs> like, I'm sure I, I, I just thought it was funny that he inferred that whoever I'm with does not have an easy life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I'm a, like, I, he's like, that, that lady must be up his ass all the time. About whatever <laughs> he's doing, so. Well, it's difficult in different ways than he realizes. Yes, there's that. <laughs> you would not believe how much Ramona and Beezus and Babysitter's Club I want to watch, and my husband wants to watch football, and I bitch at him. Yes, my husband deserves condolences. <laughs> anyway, it's nice. Speaking though, of because, Ramona you know. and Beezus, we have to oh, yeah. take a step back to a, a couple of years, I think, when. So Judah just turned 11, so he must have been nine at the time. But you guys, and I've told this story to so many people, oh, yeah. but you guys went to see Ramona and Beezus at the theater. And it's like, I guess it's a girly movie. I'd never even heard of it until you guys went to it. And on the car ride home, Judah said, wait, wait, we have to go back to the theater. I left something behind. And you guys were like, what, what? And he said, my dignity. <laughs> <laughs> He did say that. Oh, so that was probably his most sophisticated moment of his short life. <laughs> yes. Oh, I just couldn't believe the comic that genius. That was so good. Yes. Your kids are going to be so much fun. They'll, like, constantly crack you up. I hope so. Yeah, yours you have really set a high bar for hilarity. So. Oh, there's no way your kids won't, though. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They've got us to come. They're coming from us, so... <laughs> Yeah, I end up, it ends up most of the time you're getting your ass handed to you. Yes, yes, yes. I'm all up for a good ass kind of handing. <laughs> it's a challenge. Yes. Excellent. Um, now, so on the subject, I guess, is of these religious whack jobs, uh, Greg uh, mentioned to me uh, there's a new um, a new cure for the gay. And... Uh, oh. Pasta cures gay teens by getting them to stroke horses. <laughs> getting in, getting to stroke horses? Is that what yes, you just said? that is what I said. An American what? church is promising gay men they will be cured of their homosexuality if they stroke horses. The Cowboy <gasps> Church of Virginia, led by Chief Pastor Raymond Bell, believes homosexuality and other addictions can be cured by equine-assisted psychotherapy. Horse therapy no. in the right hands can be used to help overcome fears, develop communication still skills, and is generally beneficial to mental health. So, yeah. Aren't they going to be turned on by the horse's gigantic dong? I know! It's like, yeah, I'm not gay anymore. Of? Now I just want to fuck a big dong. I, wouldn't, I just know, want to make this them... reminds me of is the South Park episode where Mr. Garrison was trying to write erotica. <laughs> Oh. He thought that it would make a lot more money than his teaching job. And so I remember this exactly because he's, you know, he's writing, he's writing, and he's trying to write, like, straight erotica, but keeps veering into the gay realm. And he goes, it was a big, strong penis. <laughs> <laughs> strong as a horse's leg and soft as a flower wrapped in silk. <laughs> I have not seen that horse's one. Horse's leg. Horse's I just leg. think, like, being, like, a horse, there's nothing, like... That just seems like kind of the animal that you read about in the papers that people go to jail for effing and, you know, there was like, 
this big like horse sex scandal up here near <laughs> Seattle actually recently oh. in this like you know town kind of like 50 miles away from here but it's called Enumclaw and it's like this total you know farm town and there was like some horse ranch where people would fly in and they're like you can F our horses if you want so wow yep that's the moral of that story and I was believe me I was obsessed with this story too it was so so interesting Definitely. why are you saying F are the kids around <laughs> no, I don't know why. You just said F. F the horses, F the horses. You really, what you really want to say is fuck funnier. the horses. <laughs> I don't know, fuck the horses sounds pretty powerful to me, but I admire your restraint. I don't know why. Oh my gosh. I actually found it very distracting, honestly. <laughs> What's the matter with Stephanie? Why isn't she cursing? Yeah. <laughs> when the Why is she so inhibited right now? Oh boy. So anyway, so there's that. Um, uh, now you uh, coming down from horses dongs. Uh, you've been depressed lately. We've talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Triggered by the fucking the lack of test. <laughs> I can't curse, right? <laughs> I cry all the time. No, I'm not crying all the time. But, like, since I flunked this test, like, I've been crying every day. And, oh, you know, no. just trying to pay... I know, and, like, I don't want to get out of bed. And when I come home, I just want to go to sleep. Like, it's all the symptoms of depression. Like, I don't want to talk to people. Like, and it's not super bad, but I'm just aware of it. And so I'm, um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what that's about. And um, I have to say, I was encouraged to get the letter and find out that I'd only, you know, I just got the letter today, that I'd only missed it right. by 2%. So yeah. that's a gigantic encouragement. So maybe my depression will lift. But I thought I would bring this to my Dongtini community that I've been sad. And um, yeah, it just helps to talk about it. And probably everyone that listens has dealt with depression in some capacity. And you just feel like super alone in it. Like my big fear when I get depressed is that I'll never feel better. Yes. Um, like it's like a big pit of some sort that I'm just never going to be able to climb out of, and um, so that's just probably the hardest thing about it for me. But I Definitely. just thought that I would put it out there and maybe encourage other people to talk about their depression, and then I won't feel so alone. No, definitely talking so. about it. Like I mean, and and you mentioned this that you were talking to someone uh, sharing in your depression a few days ago, and I'm like, isn't it great? It's so invigorating because I mean, it sounds like I, yeah. it sounded like I was being flippant, but I wasn't because it really is. It's like, oh my god, me too. Like you feel yes. that's that's it's it's the exact what thing that you needed while you were feeling so alone to hear that somebody else is feeling just yes. as shitty as you, and that makes you feel not shitty because that actually kind of yeah. counters a big part of the problem, which is feeling isolated. And alone, and yeah, in your, in your the feelings. isolation thing, and yeah, that's so exactly man, it. I yeah, love I talking I'd... to people about being depressed, about my social anxiety. It's like, oh my god, me too! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just so affirming because yeah. the worst part of it is feeling alone in it, and yeah. so if you can just and that's like probably the best thing about therapy too is that that person will listen to you and go and be there with you in it and you're just like okay even if they don't have like a big concrete solution for me i'm not alone and um i had a therapist say to me once like she's like have you shared this with your husband you know what you're worried about or whatever i was like no i, I haven't actually and um she goes, well, you know, if you shared it with him, then you could be like two little kids who are both lost in the woods, but you'd be at least lost together. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and you'd be on the same page as far as that. And I'm like, oh, that's really sweet. So yeah, I like that picture. That helped me. Totally. So. 
totally. And I was reading actually about because um, uh, you know, listener, if you're a long time listener, you know I I've suffered with anxiety um, a lot. But since I've been pregnant, um, I guess all the pregnancy hormones have just been like working like natural Xanax. So I'm I'm nice. really not anxious at all, even about doing things that really scare me, like getting needles and stuff, um, which I normally cry and hyperventilate over. I've just been been um, much calmer about it. But I'm still reading a book about dealing with prenatal anxiety because you know oh, good. the hormones you know change or something and also it's like yeah. also dealing dealing with postnatal uh uh anxiety um i because once you give birth the, the they the hormones go away so i'm like i just don't want to get hit by suddenly freaking out right. about everything so it's like okay yeah, I that's why still the postpartum be stuff is exactly because all the highs you had just go away so um but i was just reading about cognitive behavioral therapy last night and um hmm. And it's funny because it's like explaining how to, you know, think about what it is that's upsetting you and then think about it rationally. It's like, you know, whether or not you're you're being overly negative and all that kind of stuff. You know mm. what I mean? And then trying to think about yeah. the truth of the matter and reminding yourself. And, and it's like, this might be hard. But it's funny, like I, I, I mentioned one time before that I when I was briefly in therapy, we talked about that. And I responded to it so fast because I'm so logical, you know, that mm-hmm. like I'm just so driven by logic and reason that as soon as somebody makes sense of something, I'm like, Oh yeah, of course. So my brain yeah. almost kind of snaps really easily into 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 that, and you've got to stick with it and keep reminding yourself. But it, it mm-hmm. uh, like my brain really responds to it. So when they're saying this could be hard, I'm like, no, it's not. It's totally obvious. Like I'm not discrediting anyone that struggles with that, but I just it's something that you know going with logic, it like really works for me to just focus, like just make sure I take the time to think about the reality and not let my stupid thoughts, totally. you know, uh, uh, rule the situation. So. Yeah, that's that's just the best because, <clears throat> yeah, <coughs> sorry, um, that same therapist was telling me that you can absolutely like carve new neural pathways in your brain by yes. changing your thoughts, like you were just saying with that cognitive behavioral stuff, where you're just like, nope, I'm not going to keep thinking that way. I'm going to steer my thoughts this way, and like over time, like it creates like new little trails in your brain. So yeah, yeah, um, it it's like easier. as soon as you can recognize that the way you're thinking isn't isn't rational and like is driven by other things and none of this is actually quite true the way you're you've built it up then it's easier to like talk yourself away from that talk yourself off that off that ledge so to speak you know so yeah yeah but uh but just it just like just when i read it it's just like such a Oh, why don't I do this? Remember to do this all the time. It's just like anything. Like I should exercise all the time. Mm-hmm. It's another exercise you need to do, you know, and to keep on top of it, to stay mentally fit and on, on top of your your, your shit. So, yeah, it's not easy. Exactly, cause, cause it's, it's just as important, you know. Yeah, it's just easy to just be. It's like a morning page discipline. <laughs> yes. So yeah, well, I'm glad talking about it because it has been helpful to you, and hopefully, it's helpful to other people listening. Yeah. So we get it, people. Though I don't get it right now because I'm in a jolly pregnant high. <laughs> she's got her pregnancy hormones. I'm so jolly. Her, like, I like don't get upset and cry about things really. I have a couple times mm-hmm. got like nearly really weepy, but um, like when I left my cell phone in a restaurant because I was like, but it was more like I was upset that I had dumb pregnancy brain. <laughs> I was like, I'm so stupid. <laughs> so I nearly got upset with yeah. that. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, but otherwise I'm just really jolly and cackling all the time. <laughs> so, Yay! Yeah, I'm making lots of uh, sick jokes, but it keeps telling what's wrong Yay. with you? <laughs> the w- phrase, what's wrong with you, is coming out of him more lately than usual. <laughs> 
uh, the Liberace movie, which we're excited about. <laughs> I heard in the past <laughs> week that um, so it's coming out on HBO this year. I think they're done shooting it. Um, but um. anyway, apparently they shopped the idea around to all the major studios, and they all passed. All of them saying it was too gay. <laughs> Oh, there's no such thing. I, know. I cannot wait to see how gay this movie is. That I know. None of them would pick it up. I know. This isn't this a post Brosback Mountain world, you know? Too gay. I, I, it just makes it sound even better. So, the gayer, the better. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, now, uh, listener Dave, who supplied me with uh, uh, another. Um, another list another amazon review thing uh has given me this week uh <laughs> goats in trees <laughs> calendar for 2013 <laughs> did he give it to you well he didn't give me the calendar he gave me the link that's enough i don't okay. get the calendar <laughs> goats and trees goats in trees so these are amazon reviews for the goats in trees calendar for 2013 um <laughs> and this this review is entitled Presidential Goats. Peanut butter and jelly, ham and egg, lamb and tuna fish, goats in trees. When I think of things that go together as <laughs> as if the gods themselves only decided to split them at the last minute, I think of goats in trees. I like trees. They're fine. They have leaves, bark, sap, branches, etc. But when a goat graces a tree with its presence, it's as if 500 unicorns skipped across a triple rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a well-known fact that President James Garfield often retired from the White House for periods at a time to the White House gardens. It is there that he had a hand-picked fleet of goats that were placed in trees by senior White House staff at his request. He used the time to decompress and forget about the vagaries of running our growing nation. If goats in trees are good enough for <laughs> President Garfield, they're good enough for me. Oh my God. <laughs> So uh, this one uh, just reads phenomenal. Okay, so this review is actually about the 2012 Goats in Trees multiling multilingual edition, which has graced my desk at work for almost an entire year now. I just ordered Goats in Trees 2013, and I am anxiously awaiting its arrival. This calendar is a real showstopper. People walking by can be expected to do a double take, slow down, and ask, "Is that a goat in a tree? Is it photoshopped?" What is it doing there? Makes my day every time. <laughs> what is it doing there? Does they seriously just climb up in there? There's, there's like the cover of it. There's like five goats in one tree. That's the cover of the 2012 one. The 2013 just has one goat in a tree. Um, lastly, um, uh, this is uh, Faith in Goats, as written by Go-Go Goats. Um, I often find goat photography to be lacking in inspiration. In most cases, the goats are cast in a barnyard setting, or it's baby goats nibbling on a bottle. Very pedestrian, not sexy at all. This masterpiece showcases goats in precarious and very hot circumstances. Oh my god. Look out, goat, you better keep your footing or watch out. The picture makes you makes you range in emotional responses from fear to admiration to pure awe. September's picture actually made me tear up a fear little bit. <laughs> the bravery of that little goat to climb up into that tree and stand steadfast as a statue daring God himself to take him down. That little goat was as sure as there was wind through his coat that there was no force in the universe that could take him from that tree. Gives me shivers just oh thinking God. about it. 
I consider myself a bit of an amateur photographer. While my muse is generally carcass photography, this pictorial made me seriously consider starting, photogra- starting to photograph live animals. I give it five resounding stars and recommend it to all goat fanatics. Five resounding stars. <laughs> so there you go, listener. Goats in trees. Thank you, Dave, for that. <gasps> He sent me the link and I didn't click on it, but I just got the picture of the goat in a tree and that was enough to last me for like an hour. Like I was like, (laughs) I was kind of like hopping around in my chair. Like, yes, that goat is in a tree and that is hilarious. It sure (laughs) is. Five resounding stars. (sighs) So I guess we'll wrap it up. Um, Thank you so much, Simone, for disclosing for disclosing your important information, no your life changing information. I'm so excited. I'm so Yay! happy that Dongtini knows about it now, and I'm glad <laughs> that your fetus has a dong. So appropriate. <laughs> we weren't sure which way it was going to go for a little bit, but it just only makes sense that you're having a boy. So. It's true. Um, I have a dog. Yes, this is going to be so exciting. And I think that the podcast will only get better for it. She's not slowing down, folks. She's talking about goats and trees and dongs and um, <laughs> gay, the gayest movie that even all the publishing houses would not pick up. So um, please call the dong line and tell us anything you think. The meaner, the better. Just kidding. Um, um, 323-301-DONG. And dong you can also text us. Dong is... <laughs> If you text us, we also like that. We enjoy it all. So um, um, until next time, bye, Simone. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Bye.
with feralaudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit feralaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.